Lockleaker Podcast would like to introduce Yo. from Affiliate Entertainment. Yeah. Episode man, 65. One. Episode. Can I do that over? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up. Sorry. Clear. Can we rewind the tape? Do you have enough tape? <laughs> there we go. We got our own clicker. Strong clicker. Ladies and gentlemen, look at like no mom. Take three. Damn it, Mino. Ladies and gentlemen, Luckily Got Podcast, episode 65, yeah. would like to introduce Affiliate's very own Chris One. Yes, sir. Yeah. Affiliate Entertainment. Welcome. What up? Welcome. What up? Thank y'all for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, man. sir. Welcome, man. You're very Good welcome. Good looking out, Mino. Good, good, good I've been looking out. A lot. I don't see shit, but I mean, <laughs> I tried Somewhere to see out there. Last time I was tagging, he looked out for so me. So what's up, Chris? How you been, man? Man, blessed, man. Blessed and lucky to get here is a big old wreck. On the 405, oh, yeah. man. Yes. Really? In LA? No way. All day. <laughs> on the 405? You said the car went off the freeway, or what was it? Dude, somebody sideswiped, and uh, one car was in the middle, and another one was on the railing, halfway oh, flipped man. over. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm behind the ambulance. Wow. I hope everybody was all right. It, blessings to them, man. I hope. I, ended, I wasn't yeah. looking. I was just trying to get here. Huh. Like, wow. I got to get to the. Uh, you, know, you, yeah. you know you were looky looing. Nope. <laughs> looky lose. Nope. Sometimes you know you want to look, man. Hell yeah, no. I don't, I don't want to look. If there's a big booty in the car, yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging out the back. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> damn. I hope she's okay. <laughs> but blessings. Blessings. I hope they are all right. Blessings to all of them. Asshole fat. You can see it from the front. <laughs> all day, man. I was turning into um, Imperial to Compton Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And I saw a homeless camp on fire underneath the yeah, freeway. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. That's like a cold piece out there. Yeah. Oh, man, man. Remember we were talking about that one day? We were talking about like them firebombing their other. Yeah. They'll yeah. burn each other's camps. Yeah, they really? will, right? They fight yeah. each other and shit. Yeah. They're, they're, they're their own gangs. It's a whole, That could be a whole different podcast, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they, they have their own gangs and they attack each other and Damn. fuck each other's women. And, Damn. Okay. Yeah. Like, like Dirty Mike and the Boys? Bum Pretty fights. much. The bum next fights. episode of Luckily <laughs> <Lake> Got <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> I know. We should like have a bunch of bums in here, dude. Just walking around they with might the have I smoked this here? <laughs> hey, walking around with the disinfectant all day. Psh, psh, psh. Okay, go ahead and speak again. Okay, hold on, hold on. Psh, psh, psh. Like, okay, why is there again. a rubber on your mic? <laughs> oh, oh my god! Shit. Yeah, be sure to stand ten feet away. Yes, thank you. What this is podcast that smell, is... man? Hey, so tell us about hey. yourself, man. No. <laughs> yeah, we're getting out of it. We're getting out the rails first. We're all talking about bums and shit. I own a home in North <laughs> He's like, I'm not a bum. No, actually, man. What do you do, man? Tell, tell, tell everybody what is about. I what is Chris one about? A producer for my company, Affiliate Entertainment. Mm. We are based out of North Long Beach, and uh, we've been around for about ten years in that area. Okay. And I've produced and mixed uh, numerous albums. Our guy. Melo Kane was That's one right. of my first. Shout out to Melo Kane. Yeah, man. First. Black uh, movement. Yeah, man. This <laughs> is one of the first albums that I did when I left Kansas and got here. Ah. You know, so did that one. Same Kansas uh, anymore? No, man. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Especially North Long Beach. All day. <laughs> all day. But um, yeah, ever since then, um, I just finished a project called Mentally Ill with a young lady named Taz. She's straight out of West or Virginia in VA. Oh, shit. Wow. And she came out here. We linked up off of IG. We did uh, seven songs out of the studio there. I produced four of them. I think you them. showed me one. 
Yeah. That's dude. Tight yeah. voice. She yeah, has man. a real signature voice. Well, you know, she's she's a hell of a spitter, man. She's she's a beast. And uh she allowed me to do that record and uh I just finished mixing the Prince. T H S. his record is called Manifest Destiny. It's about twenty songs on that joint. Uh Working on my record, the second one from Black and Gold. Black and Gold 2 is ready. I got about 20 tracks that I'm uh, mixing down right now. And hopefully, I get my man Mino on there I'm to do some it. scratching. So, <laughs> Let's do you it. know, it's, it's going to be my chronic, you know. Uh-huh. My mm. Dr. Dre, my chronic. I'm going to get every bit of talent that I can on this one. And we're going to do a huge rollout for the summer. So, okay. that's the plan. It's going to be your chronic, but you're going to let me get a little hit of You're going to get a little yeah. bit. Just, just don't let it be your detox, man. Well, <laughs> never, never, never. We want to hear it. We want to hear it. Hell no, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be the cush. <laughs> it'll be the cush. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at. And, and hopefully the website will be up uh, fully functional. Everybody can book time in the studio. And we got great deals and packages going on in there. Just become a member. Uh it's a. I haven't gotten the domain name yet, so I'll send everybody here the link, and then we can uh, right. promote it from that point. Absolutely. But, yeah, but right now, we can find you on Instagram, right? Right. Instagram uh, at affiliate underscore ent uh, affiliate entertainment, and uh, we're just gonna grow, man. It's, nice. It's How long you been doing this music? Man, music has been in me ever since I could play drums. Hmm. Okay, at at my house, though, you at my grandmother's house, there was a full drum set an organ, a piano, guitars, bass, all of that was yeah. there, but the rule was you had to be good <laughs> wow. in order to play it. So I would practice at school, oh, okay. you know, stay after school, play on the drum sets there, play on the snare drums there, and then go home and freak everybody out when I was able to drop <laughs> That's a That's dope that you were able to have practice yep. somewhere else. Who yeah. was there? Like, who, who would be playing there? Oh, my uncles. Yeah. All of them, I got four uncles, five aunts. Uh, my Aunt Marianne, rest in peace. Uh, she was the singer organist. Mm-hmm. My Uncle Joe, whom I oddly look like. <laughs> <laughs> you look like um, Joe. You look yeah, like yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, you look like Joe. If yeah. I show Joe, not the average yeah. Joe, but definitely Joe. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guitarist. My two uh, uncles, James and Ricky, were my percussion instructors. So when we got together, we we just got in, you know, at the grandma's house and Wood played shedding. for our grandma. All day. Yeah. Shedding was the thing. And mm-hmm. at some point in my teenage year, I bypassed them and they were waiting on me to come home to play some stuff for them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. That's what's yeah. up. It was a good look. Growing up, it was just music all day. You shed it off show. that old skin like a snake, came back and came back and did big <clears> things. Smooth and fast. So just drums yeah. or what else? What else did you Drums, play? piano. Uh, that's mainly it. But I started on trumpet. You know, oh, really? Can, oh, yeah. yeah when you're in grade school, they won't let you play drums right out the gate because everybody wants to play them. So <laughs> right. they force you to play a melodic instrument. So I went yeah. with trumpet. Uh, and yeah, I can still do a little bit on the trumpet. Hit some notes. A couple of things. What about sax? Can't do it. No. I have a oh. lot of sex, but not sex. I've tried it. I just don't have the. the the lung capacity love, lung capacity yeah that's, that's a tough instrument yeah it's rough it's tough. Uh, plus so there's a lot of buttons i'm used to just the three, <laughs> the three. Good. you're more miles no coltrane nah no coltrane miles <laughs> miles was my guy though I, I used to i was forced to listen to that as a kid oh yeah 
Yeah, my uncle Joe was a jazz guy, blues, blues all that's that right. stuff. So what a terrible thing to be forced to listen. To. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't believe anybody would force have to see. force somebody to listen to it. It's <laughs> so <laughs> horror. Listen, yeah, to that shit. so horror of my. <laughs> Please let me listen to, can I listen to it? Because he talk like this, and why he talk like that? Because he's on cocaine. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you leave that shit alone. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah. It's a hell of a drug, yeah, man. But yeah, I would listen to that, and then when hip hop came around, that was it for me. Hmm? LL Cool J. What year was cool this? OD. This is, oh man. Man, I'm telling my age, but I don't care. What was that? Damn it. That's just me thinking it happens all the time. Yeah. Things Shit fall in my head. Clown, yeah, yeah, loose screws and man, whatnot. I can't remember. Where, when, when, when? Um, I had a Ron G mixtape. Or just who, yeah, who BDP. who was that artist that was like, oh my God, this this yeah. blew KRS, me away? KRS One. Oh, yeah. Nice. BDP, live. Yeah, yeah. I got that tape and broke that mug i played it so much i had to tape it again because i knew i was gonna fuck this tape up <laughs> wow you dubbed it but you i stretched had out to the tape it. and shit That's yeah 30 minutes i had into to copy it i had to copy it so i kept one at the house and i had one in the walkman Oh mm. shit! You know, and you're wow. walking around. I yeah, had yeah. and KRS One. That's where my name came from. Chris One, C R I Z One. Oh, oh Chris shit! One. That's my homage to that guy. You oh, know what I mean? Man. And man. just the lyrical content, the the way he rocked the crowd, the the way he embodied hip hop. Right. He made me study it. So now I'm a huge student of it. And that's, that's a tight story. Is that's the thing. Yeah. Shout out, that's shout out best, to KRS One. Best teacher, you can living have. legend. The teacher. He's got a new one out. I don't want to mean to plug him, but Streetlight. <laughs> you have got to get Streetlight. Oh, mm. If you don't have it, go get it. It's classic boom bap. You heard it here. Lyrics all day. So, Let me ask you a question, yes, sir. What is the sound of the police? <laughs> whoop, whoop, all day, <laughs> depending right? on what city you're in, right? But that's the one. You know, black <laughs> cop sound of the police. Uh, edutainment was a big one for me, but uh, the main one was the bridge is over. When you hear that, you know, when you hear that, no, you he's about to go in, but you got to catch the live version of that because the way the crowd goes bananas on that, uh, you know, the right. record is dope, but you got to get the live version when he when there's a certain energy in that live oh, version. Yeah. What do you think about the battle back then, though? Man? Oh, it had to happen. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Battles. That that, that MC Shan was he was he was he he put all of Queens on his back for that. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah he, he was the only one that was brave enough. Yeah, to say try to say fuck KRS one. <laughs> KRS was like, oh no. KRS was KRS, and he's and he's still KRS to this day is still waiting. He's still waiting on who whomever oh, can and get it. And I don't think you anybody can. No. It's he's too no. adult because he stays right? prepared. Challenge oh, yeah. accepted. Hey, yeah, let's yeah. do this. Go I, get it. Come on, KRS One. I dare you. I dare you. How do you how do you implement that into your music? Everything you learn from KRS One, man. First and foremost, uh, I deal with people that can actually spit. You know what I mean? So you I, don't mess around with I fools can't that are barely do trying. Or I've whatever. seen. I've I've been. Come in on, man. Put me on, Chris. Cats. Come on, man. You can spit though. But yeah, I I've been in the lab where cats are rhyming about things that they don't have, and it's it's hard to be motivated behind cats that are right. just in there talking about beamers and gold, and they can't even pay the studio time. There you go. I appreciate the the experience that I get from that, mm -hmm. but at the same time. I can't build beats around things that I don't believe in. You know what mm, I mean? So if you're sense. a real rhymer, then we can sit and we can cook up. You know what I mean? But you because can't be in there talking about rollies you asking you, you what time it is. You can't. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. I know exactly there's, there's what you mean. Rule. You know what I mean? There's like, a rule to hip hop. Yeah, I, I just barely got that. I just barely got <laughs> yeah, that. You know, it takes a minute. It's a little He's late. Quick. Your rollie's broke. <laughs> He's quick. But yeah, that's that. When that music, it it was hard for me to transition over into the trap sound, the the trap R and B soul, yeah. the trap soul, mm-hmm. because I was so used to boom bap. Mm-hmm. I was so used to fat kicks and hard snares and samples that were original mm-hmm. or just playing it out on the keyboard interpolating interpolations getting it all in and mixing it down from that point mm-hmm. it was just recently that i've dipped into samples that you get from packaging and all of that goes thanks man it's just recently that i turned in found samples that i like and building tracks around samples that are cool and all of that but you got to get those cleared no, yeah, that's you a know. problem right there. Yeah, and actually, yeah, a lot yeah. of people are getting away with it, though, because they're not using it like before. Exactly. Know? They, they chop it yeah. or they just... Interpolation actually yeah. helps a lot. Yeah. When you can actually yeah. play it yeah. and work it out for yourself, you change the lot. key. You oh, yeah, lot, you have to. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Got to dig in the crates, find something interesting, and then try to play it out on the keyboard. What do, what do you use? Me, I'm on. A, I'm a Cubase guy. I'm a P, PC oh, okay. user, so I use Cubase... 9.5 I'm about to move to 10 okay. uh, but that's what I mix on uh, oh, okay. I build tracks on Reason right mm, now Reason okay. 10 mm. is a pretty solid and they're getting more it's solid it's very nice yeah nice. Reason is dope any yeah. hardware what kind of hardware do you use um, what did you begin on actually let me ask you. what was <laughs> the first thing that you started with you know what I have a, a really interesting story um, the first beat that I ever made official was on a machine called a Yamaha QY70 what the sequencer? About, yeah, sequencer about, right? Holy hmm. mother! I made a twenty-five track beat CD on that, nice. and I sent it to this guy who was actually his name is Ryan Darden, right? Yeah. And I gave it to him. He was actually interning for LaFace Records. Oh, okay. Wow. I sent him the CD, and somebody was making a movie there, right? <laughs> and they heard the CD and grabbed two songs off of that CD and called me oh, sure. while I was at work. Right. Yeah, I like these two songs. How much do you charge? I didn't know what to charge at that time. I just remember somebody getting ten grand for a track. So I was like, ten grand. Okay. Right. (laughs) And he was like, okay. I'm like you. I was like, who the hell is this? this (laughs) That was way too fast. Yeah. Okay. I should have said more. (laughs) Right. So. After after so a you long, quit. you died right after that. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I did. You walk right out. Fuck it, I'm getting tangled. There was a rule on that. I actually had to leave the job and go up to Hollywood to the studio and sign all the paperwork oh. that night. And it's I've only been in at that time. I was only in California for maybe a year, and I haven't driven on the highway. I was taking hmm. buses to work, <laughs> right? Nice. And this is before the other building before you and I started working together. Okay. Right? And so, long story short, it ended up being in a movie. And the last 30 seconds of the movie. But his budget got cut, so he only took one song for five grand. So it was the last 15 seconds of the movie. Right? Right? I'm just joking. There it is. But the weird thing about it is I had that little QI7, it was no bigger than a videotape. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. went into this room that Michael Jackson had recorded in, John B. had recorded in. Uh, I was on the elevator with Nokio from uh, uh, Cisco's group, whoever that is. I'm on the elevator with these people that I recognize (laughs) and don't know the group. But (laughs) 
I go you in there. The face yeah. Somehow, right? yeah. So I'm in there with my little machine, and he's like, okay, where's your laptop? I was like, I don't have a laptop. I have this thing. Mm -hmm. He was like, you made this beat on that. And I was like, yeah. So we plugged it into this gigantic SSL. The beat came out, and they were looking at me like, holy crap. No, man. <laughs> that shit bang, right? Uh -huh. You got more? And I was running through them. Wow. Like, oh shit, that's dope too. So, the what little bit that I had at that point, I just I twisted that QI seventy out so much that it to this day the buttons don't work. I was hmm. building so much so much music on there, you know. So I'm in the SSL. The movie gets made. I get my five grand. So I'm like, I'm official. I'm a producer. So everybody, five grand, wow. and that's when the phone stopped ringing. <laughs> what? When you put price tags on stuff, yep. man, they're like, I'll get back to you, man. I hope you'll be, mm. I hope, you know, good luck. Wow. So then I had to bring everything down, but then I built my studio. And I started grabbing local talent. And then also my boy, Oso California, you mm -hmm. can follow him. Uh, at Oso California. Oso. Yep. Yeah. He came in. We we did, we built Black and Gold. I found my guy, Cito. That's old man Cito. Um, he did a track. Man, it just, the reputation of me making music blew up from there. Hmm. And I was dealing with local talent. So These are all Long Beach cats. Long Beach cats. Shout out to Prince. And from Oso came Prince. From uh, Instagram came Taz. All of these people. And they all came into the studio and we started cooking up, man. And it was just, it, excuse me, it was a great feeling to be, you know, locally known mm -hmm. on that level. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, you know, I, I'm a... Dre disciple, Dr. Dre is is mm -hmm. the guy that I study. So the music has got to be clean and it's got to be punchy. It's got to be punchy. And it's, it's got to be dope. It's got to be dope. It has to be. For real. Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. You <laughs> let, know? let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Um, when I look at Instagram and I dig, I dig for music everywhere. <coughs> and me. when I look at Instagram, everybody has that that moniker, the producer. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a producer on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now, you being actual bona fide producer, oh, thanks. <laughs> what's what's your role in music as producer? There, there are two ways that I look at that: um, a producer that handles a budget, and a producer that starts from scratch and builds a beat around a certain artist. Right? Producers have to be able to manipulate a sound that moves the parties that are interested. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're producing a track and you're starting from the beginning, it's important that you know who you're making that track for. Right. Beat makers can go all day. They just lock themselves in a the room, make whatever they feel, put it on a CD or put it on a website or SoundCloud and give it to the masses. And then 30,000 people will listen to the same track. But when I have an artist in there, I'm trying to build around what they want. So, right. it's, so it's tailor-made. It has to yeah. be. It's custom-made. When you're doing made. production, yeah. it's tailor-made, yeah. you know. It, it's for that person. So you're making beats is one thing, but production, production being is a, a producer, totally different thing. You're tailor-making something around an artist. Yeah. And then there's another term, executive producer, which actually comes up with the money and yeah. the studio and time and promotes yeah, everything. Yeah, they're the guys that make everything yep. happen. Yeah. You know, they get the producer, they get mm -hmm. the studio time, they they get the food, they get the runners, they get the microphones if they're missing something. They, 
you know, lock in the SSLs and make sure all that stuff is working. Mm-hmm. But the producer is in there trying to get the feeling. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get the vibe right. There's a producer, there's yeah. the executive, oh, yeah. there's the top shelf, yeah. there's the, oh, the I, thought super I, I thought I was at a weed shop, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> come back, come back. Then you have the super I'm sorry. producer. So yes, executive and regular producer. You know. yes. Yeah, super producer is another. Thing. Don't forget the Laclica producer who just sits here. Yeah, and oh, there's and another kind politely. of producer. There. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, no, no. I love it's these true. He puts so. it together. You know, he's yeah, the same thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, He actually puts it all together, and we show up. We're yeah. like the rappers that show up to the studio. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that, yeah, that's a, that was a great analogy. We just had exactly how it is. We just had that conversation about well, he was talking about how mm-hmm. your your artist that you're working with right now. Yeah. And how he wanted to do it one way and just mm-hmm. build on your beat instead yeah. of the beat building around you. And we're just talking about that. that yeah, we mm-hmm. yeah exactly. We just pretty much sat down and said, okay, I want to let me see, let me hear you. Yeah, he heard what I had. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna cater it to you. I'm gonna arrange it for you. Right, right. So he showed up mm-hmm. and we arranged the song around him. Yeah, and then the next step is to go to the studio because we were in my studio, but in the pre- yeah, yeah. pre-production. Yeah, yeah. So then we don't go to the studio and actually make it happen. Yeah. But you know, pre-production is always very important, I believe. Oh yeah, you have to you have to know you have to build your map. Yeah. You know, you got to know where it's going to end. So when you get there, it's flawless and studio time isn't wasted. Yeah. You go in, do your thing. You said you was going to do this in the beginning, man. Let's stick with that. So the game plan rarely changes. But sometimes it, it can go a different route. <laughs> and we're like, I hear this thing. It's like, dang, now we got to go back to pre-production and remix it. <laughs> right. Drop a little sound in there that they wanted. Then you go back in and lay it down. So first plan the work, then plan work the, the plan. Plan the work, yeah. 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 yeah Write it down. Plan to win. Take yeah. notes. Yeah. So when the record is ready and is hot, then it goes out to the masses, man. Do you ever make beats or produce while they're there with you? You know what I'm saying? I like just, some people just show up and go, show me what you got. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's build around that. Yeah. But some I, people just actually sit there and listen to you make a beat and sit there and write while. Because didn't you tell me some people was writing while you were making beats? Yeah. And I just recently started doing that because I felt like I was becoming a beat maker instead of a, produ- instead of, instead of a producer. I wanted people around so I can, if someone was sitting behind me and they're writing and their head is bobbing, you done, you've got something, you know what I you mean? You ever turn around, hey, let me hear you that. Let me, let me hear what you got. Like, oh, all day, man. They're to like, see put what that it back sounds up. Like. Last mm-hmm. night, me and Oso was in there cooking up. We was doing something just totally different. And I didn't think he liked it. I just played it. And he was like, oh, shit, go back to that. So we ran it, added some more horns, and this, that, and the other to that's it. Tight. And it just started to build from there. And he laid down the hook for another remix that's coming out. That's too, when the so. juices start flowing, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? The creative juices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the liquor. And you spark too, something so. in some people. <laughs> and the liquor juices <laughs> always helps. No, it helps. <laughs> right, yo, what was that? The difference between um, your own music mm-hmm. and a music do you um, the music you work on with an artist? Yeah. How does that differ? I mean, does it? I mean, do you get draw from the same influences from when you're making a beat? I try. I try. Um, there's one thing I I think I'm pretty good at as being open to other sounds mm-hmm. um i used to hate mumble rap or used to hate trap music but i'm like i gotta find a happy medium in that so when someone brings me an idea and they go i need it to sound like this i'm like okay i'll do my best to make it sound like that but i need to put me in it you know what i mean yeah i see what you mean i yeah. don't want to copy everybody i want someone to say okay just because that snare sounds like that that's that's chris you know what yeah I mean? mm-hmm. that kick that's Chris. You, you want know to, what I mean? It's like you don't want to spit it verbatim. It has to be 
Yeah. Paraphrase. Yeah, you gotta throw I'll give you what you, what you mean? want. Like you have to put your stuff into yeah, it. You have to, I'll give you what yeah. you, you want, but you came to me, so right. I've got to give you some of me in this. Like, like a little signature sound. I have to. You like have if you to. hear like U two, like U two, you hear the that the edges guitar. You already know it's a U two song. You already know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's 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 awesome. Yeah. You you want to get that signature, so that's how they find you. And then people fall in love with that sound. Yeah. Because I remember like Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, the drums. The drums. They always sounded almost the same. And you hear a track, you're like, oh, I know who produced that. I know who that's I know who that is. I mean, you being a DJ, you like that's there. You fall in love with that tone, that sound, something about it, and then you hear it again, and it takes you back. You know, back when you listen to this lo-fi. It's like like Dr. Dre's sound. Dr. Dre sounds like a. Is it's in his layers? Yeah, the way he layers a song, yeah. layers a track with Sonics. Yeah. Sonics, yeah, yeah, and it's a feeling that he gets. You, he's he works completely off a of feeling. If it doesn't yeah. feel right, mm-hmm. that's why Detox didn't come out. Shit didn't feel right to him, so he didn't do it. You know, didn't do it. He was like, "Uh, I wasn't feeling it. He's like, but he'll never make a statement like that again. You know, I know that. (laughs) He was like, "Nah, if I'm if I'm gonna do it, that's why he dropped Compton on it so hard. Yeah, you know, he was inspired by everything, and then Compton drops, and I listened to that, and I had the ultimate pleasure of talking to Focus, one of the guys that was on that record, Mm. and you know, we were talking about the clarity of Compton, and it. To this day, Focus is like, Focus three dots if you want to follow him. Mm-hmm. But he was like, it's too bright. They mixed it way too bright. And he said him and Dre were going at it, trying to figure out how to get it to sound right. But it's just so clean. Everything on Compton is clean from the beginning to the end. It's so, it's so clear. And it punches. And that is my ultimate goal, is to get to that particular level of sonic mm-hmm. sound. When it's clean and it punches like that, it's, mm. you recognize it out the gate. You even you know? straight out of Compton sound, sounded completely yeah. foreign from anything else that was coming yeah, out at the S- time. Yeah, that SP12. Just the Sonics alone. Yeah, it's the SP12. 1200. The dirtiness. The Sonics alone was just just amazing. Yeah. I was listening to like a 90s hip hop mix. Yeah. And they had like, you know, just different artists. And then when NWA came out, my speakers sounded better. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That's what he does. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah, basically. It happens, yeah. man. You don't even have to adjust your shit. It's like they put no, Windex yeah. on that motherfucker, yeah. you know? It's Bow. cleaned it right up. Yeah. It's all clear, like you yeah. said. Yeah. I miss, and, you know what I miss? How they used to incorporate DJs cutting and stuff in and out. Because Rain used to cut in and out of that mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, yeah. In and out, in between. And all, you know what I mean? Like yeah. throughout the songs. Arabia and now Prince. you don't hear it. Mm-hmm. You don't Prince. hear it too much. Do no. you incorporate, like besides, you know, having me cut on something that you want to cut on? But do I you plan like to, to incorporate cuts. I in that plan game? to, and some <laughs> some tracks that I've worked on, I've taken little samples of scratches mm-hmm. and tried to mimic a DJ because I couldn't get a hold of you at the time. <laughs> but you know, you really? got a new number now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on, right? It's new and improved. It works. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I I've always loved the uh, the DJ premiere of mm. scratching and taking a quote. Mm-hmm. and doing that mm-hmm. um i did that on black and gold i actually found a sample on youtube when the uh whole riot thing was going on oh, and there was a whole it's it's called coke white if y'all want to listen to that from black and gold and mm-hmm. it was just a whole series of things that were happening during that riot i can't remember the name of the place but um they were throwing tear gas and all kinds of stuff on these people that were marching and I took that whole sound and I put it in a song, and it it it, it was reminiscent of Ice Cube when okay. he would 
cut in those little sounds mm, of right. you know injection. Yeah. Lethal actually yeah. it was uh no, it, was. it was the first one. America's most, oh, America's most, most wanted. wanted. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That DJ Pooh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah DJ yeah. Pooh. I actually met him again. He yeah, was, he's, he was he's, at he's the homie. Shout out DJ yeah, Pooh. Yeah. But the little elements like that that bring me back to what got me into hip hop and uh-huh. making music, those are little things I try to incorporate all the time. You know, that boom back I think there. sometimes you don't to. even have to try because it's in your blood. Yeah. You know, I love it. Though. It's a, it's I in you already. It. So yeah. <laughs> you're just you're just sweating it out. You know what I mean? You're just kind of pouring it out. But I'm also trying to influence a lot of these rappers that come by and they're young, mm-hmm. and all they know is the stuff that's on SoundCloud, the beat makers that are making the trap music and the fast hi hats and the half <laughs> sounds that's, and the heavy 808 and the clap. Yeah. The clap. You let them know why where the 808 came from. I'm like, dude, <laughs> why they call it a 808? You just gotta stop playing you this, look. you know. And they're like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, oh my god, get out. Yeah, <laughs> like, get out. Just say work. Gucci Gang once. You don't have to say it a bunch of times. Just once. <laughs> oh, god, that's I always I noticed. Heard, I heard you twice the first time. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I always notice that like something once something drops, everybody wants to sound that way. Oh, Everybody wants to hit that sound. It's that's like, the you gotta curse. be creative. That's man. the curse right there. Man. Yeah, in, man. in every music, every yeah, genre. Every why do you genre. think that is, though? Why do you think that is? Why does? It, why do you think that now? You know, back in the day when it was it was considered biting, and that was like a cardinal sin. Why today? Is people want to sound like everybody else? Is it because they want to achieve that level of success and go that same route, or why, why do you think that is? It's it's kind of a two part answer for me. One, a lot of rappers can't remember anything that they're saying live anymore. Mm-hmm. They get up there and say the same shit because it's easier to say Gucci 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 Gang Gucci Gang Gucci, and let the crowd rap, right? Mm. But they'll never remember sixteen bars. No. That's why there's only twelve or ten or maybe four, yeah. and then the track takes over, right? But when you get a real spitter in there and they got sixteen bars, take say a J Cole mm-hmm. who's been doing it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His live show, beginning to end, nothing but rhymes. But you get somebody else that uh, I don't want to say their names, but anyway, you know who they are. Drop them. They, drop sh- them, they, drop they them. show their limitations, they, right? They're limited their in their memory capacity because mm-hmm. one, they can't freestyle, so they have right. no space for it. So they write these goofy words down, or most of them don't even write it down. They just record it's it. A lot of drugs. And then they have the yeah. And then they have the engineer drop it in a million times. Mm-hmm. So when they do a live show, which is the only way to get paid nowadays to do a live show mm-hmm. because streams don't pay you there are no budgets for records anymore there's no record label and there are no record labels they're mm-hmm. out there but they're not pouring into a and r development they're mm-hmm. not doing marketing none of that yeah. right so they make you do a single if your single takes off they'll have you do a body of work if your body of work tanks you're off the label right and there are a couple examples of people that haven't you haven't heard from since they made their single <laughs> right <laughs> And shout out to Littles and <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Littles. This, this, the Littles are all up. the Littles. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Peace, man. Peace. But that's the thing. They're trying now. They're actually trying to redevelop and write and, and be a little bit more upfront as hip hop artists, not just rappers. But it's budgeting now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's they no room for artist development anymore. They don't want to because they won't listen. Yeah, who are you listening to right now? Who are you feeling? I mean, you, you mentioned J Cole. Oh my God! Are there any other cats that you have respect? He's he's dope as fuck. Yeah. Who who else are you listen to that you could respect? Whew. Out there right now? No, like like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, currently can't even think of yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, 
You see, rappers can't oh remember nothing. Goodness. You see, yeah. producers can't rappers, remember nothing. Yeah, producers see, can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> we know what we, we oh, get it, though. We don't even have to think have, about gonna, it. Gonna, I can't. I think there's so many I barely out listen to the radio anymore. Yeah, for what, what do you listen yeah. to when you... That just means you're a busy man. Man, the new Eminem just dropped. Yeah. Right? I heard that was good. I haven't heard it. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, my God. I have to share it to everybody. Listen to that, dude. I'll be right back. Listen to that. Go do it right now. It's pretty good. You know what I was listening to the other day? What? Shout out to my daughter. She's 17, right? Right. She loves Kanye West. Okay. So every morning we pick an album to ride to. I drive her to school. So every mm-hmm. morning she picks an album. And she's been on her Kanye from 808s, college dropout, graduation, everything. We've listened to every Kanye record. And her favorite one is Kanye. So I'm listening to college dropout. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I just got done listening to American Gangster, Jay-Z, mm, right? Nice. And that's what I'm on. I'm listening to things like that. I I I try to listen to the music nowadays, but I can't. Yeah. It it actually disturbs me when I'm driving. I get angrier. <laughs> I'm already angry because I'm in the car going slow. In traffic. <laughs> on the 405. Yeah, on the 405. Going around accidents. Going around trying not to looky-loo, right? <laughs> so you know you were doing it. I get off that. I get on my on you know the streaming service that i'm on i'm not gonna say it because they don't pay us right <laughs> i get on that and i pull up podcast. i pull up jay-z i pull up biggie i pull up j cole I, eminem's new one uh i go back and listen to scott storch's old stuff i listen to Ooh. pharrell i listen to uh, uh i'm on my jay dilla right now I'm listening to donuts no like crazy, right? Say no more. I so I am basically digging in crates and listening to things it's that, always a good time for that donuts. bring me back and and help me develop the sound that I want. I'm staying in my lane with the traditional sounds that I choose. I love boom bap. So if you call me and want me to make a beat, just know that that's going to have it mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Grimy you know, shit. It has to. Staying true to your roots. Gritty. I have to. And man. I think that's yeah. the difference too, because I've noticed what you're, what you're talking about is that you can't listen to it because you seriously, you can't listen, listen to that to kind it. of sound. No. I'm more of a 95, 94 BPM, yep. and I cannot get into that 72, 65 BPM that they're doing nowadays. Mm. I need to be up. Yeah. So when I hear that slow, it's like, yeah. I feel like they're pulling me back. Man. Do you feel trapped? <laughs> <laughs> the he dad jokes ready. are strong with this one. Ready. I think he had that one set up the since the get go. Strong with this uh, one, but but that's me. That's my yeah, personal yeah. thing. Like I need a, I need something uppity, you know, just like with some yeah. Grammy yeah. drums, you know, some crazy ass Grammy, some energetic, man, some something. snares. I don't want to hear claps. I'm tired of hearing claps. You know, right. that's back just, in the '80s, and I, I don't want. You'd rather hear applause. <clears> I, and plus, one thing I didn't notice in the past seven eight years mm-hmm. that they don't use bass lines that much anymore nope oh it's all no. 808 it's man. all 808 and yep. snare and that's bass is the soul of the song and man. it's all dry huh like it's you, dry, you, hear, so like, you don't feel it it's like it's just <laughs> i hear i want to hear like some some horns <laughs> yeah oh, shit. some horns some, some melodic some melody shit, something you know, you know what every symphony. now and then someone drops something but you're right the majority of of the beats are coming out right now it's just it's all, all dry it's all a new stuff kind of like sounds the same it's it like is the same exactly sense the same. Pool, man. it's five instruments yeah. it's kit. like they all borrowed the same drum machine like and borrow yeah. it next week yeah. right, it's, no <laughs> what it is is a, is a kit everybody's buying the same fucking the same kits. sounds yeah, same kits same templates and that's it and that's a hit oh wow presets I remember I remember listening to the blowout comb and Digable Planet shout out I 
thought that that was the fucking future and that, that shit fucking hip hop right? was limitless. Yeah. I thought that it was just going to get better and better and better. And it did for a while. Yeah. 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 It did and until like fucking lean came out and then everything got all fucked up. <laughs> well, it's well, true, man. You know what? There's got to be a formula. I mean, and you as a producer, mm-hmm. do you ever think about that? Like how you were thinking, I got to incorporate this new style to my boom bap influence. Mm-hmm. Have you found it? Have you gotten close? Is there like... On, Any, you on know this I mean? second record, on Black and Gold 2, I think I found it. Um, yeah? I have found some samples that sound like a trap song, mm-hmm. but I have managed to uh, go to my snares and my kicks and my hats. And uh, with reason, one of the things that you can do is you can put an effect. We were talking about bass, bass guitar and having a bass line in your songs. It's important for me, too. Mm-hmm. But... I kind of make it grimier by putting a buzz sound on there and, and making it just a little bit longer in the sound so it almost sounds like an 808, but it's got that real, you know, it guitar still has that feeling to it, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I think I've found it. Um, so you're going to trap the trap listeners yeah. with yeah. your music? Into so what you want to do is the, set them free. Do you ever play, the uh, you ever play like uh, live instruments? Are you incorporating any live? Not right now. No. It, there are no budgets for live instrumentation. The people that I I, I rock with, um, it, there are a couple of guitarists, there are some bass line, bass players, mm-hmm. but they're busy, you know. Yeah. They're on the road playing behind major stars. And I just left a job talking to a couple of them, man, and they just stay busy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm stuck on my reason. But the sounds that I have are as close to authentic as I can get it. Mm-hmm. And being that I pay a lot of attention to detail, um, I want it to sound as natural as possible. So I don't quantize a lot. I don't square it up. That's dope. I That's keep nice. it as loose as possible so that it has a real feel to mm-hmm. it. That's that tight. Del- that del- yeah, mentality. Yeah, I can respect that for yeah, real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have like the MIDI controller with the keyboard and everything? Oh, yeah. yeah all that. I've got the controller with the padding, mm-hmm. but... The quantize and the tightening up of it, I try to leave that alone. Plus, you don't need it. You're a drummer. I'm a drummer. Yeah, he don't need it. My pocket is okay. That's (laughs) That's right. It's okay. He got the pocket in the bag. Any, any, uh, you ever work with like any, uh, samplers like MPCs, SB12s, anything like that? Oh, man. I did not have a chance to really learn how to use an MPC. You know, I wanted Mino to teach me, but he was always busy. His phone never worked. It never worked. (laughs) (laughs) But, with the invention of the laptop, I'm able to chop a few things and mimic that, mm-hmm. you know, and trigger some sounds, get the get the loops right, you know, stretch them out, make sure they're in timing. So, what I controller do you use? You use a controller, right? Yeah, I've got the Akai. Uh, oh, Akai, the, the 49. Okay, oh, the MPK 49. 49. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. And it's got the pads. It's got the little thing, but the the software on Reason, you know, helps your workflow a little bit more to where you can chop and move things around it's faster it's faster too absolutely faster let me ask you man did you uh (laughs) do you dig like records you sample from records anytime have you it's dangerous to do that because the record will never come out especially nowadays where you got the youtube police and all of that Mm -hmm. they're super now yep they're all crazy it off that and i've done a couple of songs where i put them up and 
I get the little thing. It's yep. gone. And then mm-hmm. you could get demonetized for Distro that Distro Kid did that to yeah. us. Yeah. Took a song right off. They take it right yep. off. So, yes, I have done that before, mm-hmm. but nowadays it's just too dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. you, you'll get slapped with a cease and desist or, you know, we need to talk to you or just yank off your your uh, So you just music. do it underground. Yeah. You just do it underground. underground give yeah. it hand to hand is always yeah. good. But sooner or later, if that thing slaps, it's going to end up on the I internet. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find you. Yeah. So I, I try, I, I stay influenced and I try to hold on to the things that I, that I like. Yeah. It's a good, good coat, but I'm. Burping all over the place. Pepsi. I'm sorry, not that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I try to stay away from that. If I'm influenced by a 70s record, I'll mm-hmm. listen to it and then try to find something oh, okay. to play it. The line, you know, yeah, yeah, play yeah, it right yeah. out the gate. Try to find something in the 80s. In the 80s. No. I'll move to the, <laughs> in the future. Have you ever you worked know, with anybody who, who you just can't work with? It's like yes. you're getting paid and you're like, Fuck this dude. You don't have to yes. name her, but yes. No, you have to name him. Yes. Shout out to Little Zan. <laughs> yes. Little Zan. But the thing is that I took it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um I was trapped in there with him and we were working and we had to go back and do this. And to me it sounds perfect to him. He's wants something else. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then, you know, after a while you just go, I, I can't do this. And you call them and you cancel. You start stop answering phones. You're like, I can't do it, can't do it. And then you have to tell them straight up, dude, it's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, this is how much it costs, and we're way behind budget, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, but after a while, you just like it's a learning thing. After a while, you yeah. just go, okay, I'm gonna take that, learn from it, see if I can work with somebody else, and make sure you tell them up front. Even if the money's good, is. what if he's like, nah, I pay you double? Hey, if the money's good. Play your position. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. It, it, they put you on the court, right. and there's money on the table. Play your position until that game is over. Mm. You know, <laughs> and then reach out and grab your stack. You know, <laughs> work. Right now, I can't afford to go. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. I will find a way. I will drink something to chill me out and stay focused, man. I mean, if there's an opportunity right now, you have to take it. You know, that's very no matter true. who it is. The time is always. There's right a lot now. of competition now. That's, oh, it's so flooded. And there's so much talent out there. You yeah. can get lost if yeah. you don't stick out. It's super flooded. Oh, God. There's so many beats out there. There's so many dope beats out there. There's a lot of whack shit. And here's a, <laughs> there's there's probably another reason why everyone sounds almost everyone sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you got too many people doing it there's less originality mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying like yeah. back when we were coming up we heard less artists that yeah. were out someone an album came out it was a huge deal jay-z mm-hmm. was dropping an album oh my god mm-hmm. you couldn't wait mob deep's dropping an album you couldn't wait that whoever you know slipknot whoever the fuck's yeah <laughs> slayer's dropping an album oh my god everybody made a big deal yeah. about it yeah. now fools be dropping albums and like oh shit for real yeah. The oh, one yeah. day they hear for one yeah. day, that's it. The next yeah. day, oh, let's see what else. And is then that. it's not a big deal for three days. It's a big deal, and mm-hmm. that's it. And then it fades out. Back in the day, it was five months, fucking six six months. I and think I think Jay said shit. it best, man. It's the wild, wild west on yeah. the internet. Wow. It's whatever. What else? It's whatever is going Jeez. to happen is going to happen. Going right. back to Eminem, that's what he said. Um, that's how he dropped his album. He dropped it right on us because he didn't want to wait and have people just already hating at the gate. Yeah. Exactly. So he just dropped it out of nowhere. Yeah, fuck it. Kamikaze yep. stuff. I guess that's that new shit, huh? Yeah. It is. It. Yeah, everybody's doing just that. Drop it in your face. Like, oh, fuck. Like P-Rock. Like P-Rock when he dropped his instrument album a couple right. months ago. I was like, whoa, I shit. I think Redman just dropped one, too. 
I yeah. think so. Yeah. Called three joints. Yeah. Slap the shit out you. That's the <laughs> single. <laughs> That's the single. Slap, Slap the, the shit, shit out you. <laughs> Slap the shit out you. Shout out Redman. Yeah. I love Redman. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Shout the fuck he's not out, playing. Man. He's yeah. not playing. I love Redman. Three man. joints and they all hit. They all of them. Classic boom bap. Classic Redman. Always. Mm. You Always. know the wordplay like is there and he's Redman. killing them. So go get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm working for these niggas. I'm yeah. telling you. My middle name must be He Ain't Shit. Because yep. <laughs> every said, time I drive by, bitches be like, He Ain't Shit. Yeah. I'll be that. Yeah. I'll be Classic, that. That's a badass album. I love that song. I love that album. Yeah. See, we, I said the album. That was a badass album. The whole thing. Album. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not a single yeah. album. Album. That's what's missing. It's bodies no. of work. Mm. It's because mm. people don't have the attention span. There's anymore. no more attention span. Bro. Kids don't have it. Too much you got, Xanax. You got too much two and a half minutes. Adderalls. Maybe even four. But yeah. <laughs> but you gone after two and a half minutes. That's why the the lyrics aren't that long, right? Yep. You got maybe sixteen bars, and then you got the rest of the hook, and the yep. DJ fades it out or cuts into something else. Yeah. Right. But it's horrible. There's no wordplay. There's nothing to think about. And the music is shorter and it's the same. It is exactly the same. Maybe people are making music not to make an album, but to fit somewhere on somebody's Spotify playlist. That's what it is now. That's it's, it's, it's all They're trying now. to get on the algorithm. They're trying yep. to fit the algorithm to everybody's sound. But I, what happened to the artist that stuck out? What happened to the artist that was there? There's still some that's still some that's yeah, stick but out, you almost but. have to be you know drinking blood and turn yourself into a vampire with bump, bumps and tattoos mm-hmm. all on your face just to look different from these guys. Yeah, not everybody can be Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> but and he yeah. was different. Well, he you did everything I mean? you just said. Well, but you know what? I have, what a, I'm I have a weird. He started theory. his own sound. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, Black Sabbath started their own sound. Yeah. And they were playing with the rules of music back then. Yeah. You had to be different. You could not sound like them. You know, the A&Rs at that time were like, we want to rebuild this person and have her or him sound like this guy, but then we need a different element. And they were developing artists. And then they were building anticipation. They did the glad handing. They were shaking hands. This is our new artist. They introduced him, blah, blah, blah. So by the time the record was ready, everybody already knew every word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, and then the record everybody. dropped. They did went on tour. Everyone was happy to actually see an artist, mm-hmm. and then they already knew the words mm. because they were ready. A month, thirty days before the album drops, the singles were out. Three singles were leading. The favorite song was on the radio every day. People were taping formula. it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a formula. Yeah. There's a formula. Now you don't even have time to learn a song. Mm-hmm. I think last decade was the end of the rock star. It was the death of the rock star. No, mm. And I'm not talking about like rock music. <laughs> so it's all I'm about talking, monster I'm talking, now. Or I'm talking about rock star. This is the whole. This day. It was. It was. It was the whole thing. I mean, just like the superstar is gone, and now it's the the the, the era of the amateur. Yep. The era of the the living room rock star. Yeah. Let's see. I think a lot of people don't realize that Spotify, iTunes, um, all these social whatever what do you want to call them. I believe that's the underground compared to back in the day. Because back in the day, like you had the underground and those were tapes, CDs yeah. that you don't really hear on the radio. So if you think about it now, like you hear, you hear the radio, that's what the f- that's five songs that you hear over and over. Yeah. What do you what do you want to hear other than that? You go to all those other stations. Back in the day, we the shit that wasn't on the radio, we get it from our homies. We have to yep. go dig it or get yeah. copies from mm-hmm. homies yep. on tapes. So that's whatever. the reason, like we're we're so fluttered with like in fucking Spotify, you hear thirty thousand songs, 
on iTunes, same shit. Yeah. So that's the underground. And right. then you want to hear the shit that everybody's talking shit about as you go to the radio. Yeah, but it's only a matter of time before yeah. they see those million spins. Yeah. And the record labels are like, you get a deal. Yeah. Right? And then that person comes out with their single, and then they wear them out with their single, mm-hmm. and then they disappear. Yeah. Right? And that's the shit that's happening. And they, they, that's what record labels do. Poor managing. They find that's what them. it is. They yeah. find them, pull them out. Here's a deal for you. Let's see how, how far, how, how strong your legs are in this single. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. your opinion on the 360 deal? Oh, my God. It's dangerous because it's not all your money. Yeah. It's not all your money. It's not even part of your money. I mean, it's another form of, of you remember when uh, the record labels used to actually buy things for you? Yeah. Right? Mm. You know, buy you a car, buy mm. you this, Bonus. buy you that. Advance. Call it a, an advance, and then you're recouping for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? And when you got a 360 deal, yeah, they'll put you out there, but everything they do is being marked. So every bit, every penny you spend, by the time tax season comes around, <laughs> you're not going to have anything. So that's because where 360 comes from. The, mm-hmm. They grab Actually, all. They came right the fuck around. Yeah. From Sprite commercials, cologne, shoe deals. Commercials on NBA, all of that stuff. You get all of that, and you're working, but you don't own any of it. Yeah, Yeah. not even the t-shirts you sell at concerts. Not one thing. It's all theirs. Dead press said said it. (laughs) Dead press said it. They said that, you know, rolling around a coop and you're broke. Yep. One of the weirdest stories I heard is Mary J. Blige. She was four records in before she started to turn any money over. Yeah. She made classics. Damn. Well, she got four records advanced. in before she started seeing anything. <sighs> she must have got a no. big advance. I was going to say, how you live on, on just an advance? You know. Live shows. It happens. You have to tour. Yeah, That's the biggest thing. Yep. That's how you make your money yeah, now. You grind it out. You have, to, you have money, to tour. You have to give them all the money back and then you make yeah. money. Now, if it wasn't for that record label, do you think she'll be big? <laughs> That's the sacrifice. I think she back had to then make, they huh? needed back the record then, label. Back then they needed the record label, especially I, for international touring. But if she was doing shit right now, I doubt it. Oh, she's good now. Yeah, and she hasn't. She's dropped some things with Nas and all of that, but she's an actress now, yeah. and that money is upfront money. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everybody's jumping the movies and the Netflix and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the Hulu's and all of that. They get Netflix. that upfront money, you mm-hmm. know. Exactly. And they don't. They don't need to. Drop they get a that base rate. Yep. That twenty million. Yep, right out the gate. And if you do your numbers, they'll extend it. Yeah. And then you come back, you know. But So we're in the wrong business. The yeah, fuck we're doing we gotta music start for? acting. <laughs> Welcome to the new improved like like a movie cast. I've been <laughs> acting. I just need to get paid for it. Yeah, well, hopefully, our, hopefully a little video hits. <laughs> it, it should be dope. You guys are dope. Thank you again for having me. Man, way, thank, you for so yeah, thank you for coming through. Thank you for coming through. Being here, man. I got to do this again when the record drops. Yes. Fucking yes. Yeah. There's a verbal agreement. <laughs> got you. Got you. Yeah. Well, but what? it's a 360 agreement. Though. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Let me get yeah, back. We to got you. you. Who, uh, who, who would you want to work with, man? Everyone. <laughs> DJ Mino. Like one of like yes. the top five, the top five people. Like, oh. like right now, they don't, you know, something that you've probably uh, been thinking about. Like, you know, I would love to make a track for Homeboy. Oh, my God. Uh, of course, my team, everybody on Affiliate Entertainment. Shout out to everybody that we work. We cooking, man. But anyway, uh, as far as stars, I'd love to be in a room with Dr. Dre and just absorb what he does on that SSL. You know what I mean? And I'd love to put something out with him. J. Cole, I'd definitely love to sit and make a track 
for that dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me ask you what you think about that premiere with J. Cole in it, The Gangstar. I love that record. Uh, Royce the Five Nines record is dope. No. <sighs> <laughs> yes, it is. He's yes. a bad dude. He's a bad dude. DJ Premier is crazy. Yeah, he's a beast. DJ talking Premier talking like this all day when he <laughs> oh, that's how Premier talk. That's how we get down. He, he came through. He's, he's like the Miles Davis of rap. <laughs> but yeah, that's a crazy record. He's just bringing back all the ones I just recently listened to. Um, who else? Eminem. I'd love to do something crazy with him just to see what he does. To yeah, it, right? <laughs> just to he's see the, he, I feel like he's like Conor McGregor of hip hop and shit. Like, that motherfucker, he you throw him in there, he's gonna do something spectacular. Yeah, like, he's gonna entertain somewhere. Yeah, I ain't sat and listened to that. Listen to it. Yeah, oh I heard it. I heard Especially if you call yourself a rapper, listen to that record. Yeah, he goes off. I love um, how he. he uh, I'm sorry for cutting you. No, off. no, no. Please. I love. I love how he uses the the new music against the new rappers mm-hmm. when he's calling them out. Especially when yep. he's doing that whole Gucci gang mock. Yeah. Oh my God. That, 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 I mean, that album is just brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's classic Eminem. Yeah. When he didn't give a <clears throat> shit when he first came yeah. out. Oh, you know I gotta I mean? listen to it it's now. It's that Eminem. It's crazy, man. It's that. Because that's the I'm Eminem that I prepared for this. Music to be murdered. Music the, to be murdered by. Music to be murdered by. Yeah, murdered And it's actually an album that Alfred Hitchcock made. That's right. It's titled. That's right. Music to I was be trying murdered. to remember where it came from. That's right. Music to be murdered by. Hitchcock made yeah. that album and he just incorporated it. Yeah, it's crazy. Know, it's funny because I was geeking on Eminem this week or last week, I should say, and uh, I was talking. Uh, they were talking about the Kill Shot yeah. and then the Rap Devil. Yeah. And everybody misses the one diss. Everybody just skips it mm. when he's talking about um, he, um. What's his name? MGK or MGC or whatever? Yeah, whatever. Gun Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about him talking about his daughter at 16. And he's like, he said something about to the effect of R. Kelly. (laughs) He calls him R. Kelly. And everybody fucking, everybody that reviewed that album missed that. Missed it. (laughs) <laughs> they missed it. They they basically, he basically yeah. called him a child molester. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. I, 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 caught know? It. I caught it right away, bro. Like, oh shit. Eminem so does shit. not give a shit. Oh no. Yeah, you go that's, after his no, daughter. He does not give a fuck. That's his signature. That's his signature. I don't yeah. give a fuck. No, that's yeah, he'll go after you. Uh, did you guys ever hear the diss on uh, the Wake Up Show? They have a Wake Up Show record. Uh, the Swain, you know, Swain Tech. Swain he Tech, did one yeah. right. He did a diss record. Nobody really knows about it, but it's an underground classic. Man. Sway did one. Yeah, on their mix, they who did. did a, he, who did he diss? He did Monica. He did stop back back in that day. You know when right. it came out. Um, oh yeah. He did this. I'll play it for you guys. Oh, you mean Eminem? Yeah, Eminem did. He did a. He did <laughs> like, a bunch. Of yeah, it was like Sway did a record. No, no, no. So he was on Sway's records. Oh, oh. Sway, Sway and Tech. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. diss song on there. Yeah, man, yeah, that yeah, shit okay. is hilarious. Oh man. Oh, it's supposed to be a mixtape. Yeah, it is fucking hilarious, man. I'll play for you guys. It's it's like that's my favorite one. He is a. There's a lot of diss songs out there, but that's one of my favorite. The beat. His flow from back in the day, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I miss that. With yeah, that's the one I'm I talking about. I miss the old Eminem. Dude. Yep. Yeah, I that, love that flow. What's when that? When what's, changed. What's that song on Ruckus that uh, where he says uh, "Any man, any man, any yeah. man"? That's, it's that's, called that's, "Any man." Yeah, yeah, I love that fucking song. Wow, it's a great wow. track. It's around that same era, around the same time. Yeah, it's the Ruckus era. Yep. Yeah, I got the nineties. That, yeah, that shit was funny as fuck. Nineties. I like the one um, "Get You Mad." Yes, <laughs> you know I only say that to get you mad. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is funny what he says in that shit. 
Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear it, man. I want that old Eminem shit back. Yeah, I want, I want to hear that shit. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Shit, we could bump it at break. No, yeah. we are. Right now. For sure. Yeah, we got the I've been bumping outside. it all week, man. Like, get when the it speaker, right past the wire. I love, I, I'd send <laughs> you the link. I sent you huh? the link of the, the, the album. The link? Yeah, I sent you the album on. I texted to you. Oh, yeah, my phone works now. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Check it. I forgot what link meant. Dude, he dropped his phone like four so times already. My phone. In a minute. Just sitting here, he dropped it four times. <laughs> that's that's time number four, just today. Just today. It's an Apple drop. So those are, good, those are good people you like to work with, man. Those yeah, actually, man. Those, yeah. are, those are nice. Ones. Yeah. And you, you won't go wrong. And it I'm, is, I'm pretty sure you want KRS. And KRS was one there right there. Oh, KRS. KRS would have to be on there, right? He'd have to be number one just to, just to hear what he would do to just because it's in his name, right? Number that, one. Just because. <laughs> Chris. But yeah. Chris, Chris is an awesome name, though. You know, you just yeah, gotta understand. It is a dope name. It's a dope, the dopest of names. Dopest. Chris. La Clica's a dope name, too. <laughs> Orale. Orale. Oh my God. La Clica one. <laughs> La Clica one. We can all agree on that one. So you, you, have, your, you have your head around the hip hop producing. Yes, sir. And um, you got it down to where you feel comfortable working with other artists and putting out your own music. Yeah. Now, let me ask you. Mm. Would you be open to another genre of music producing in that realm? Or oh man, I used to play in a rock band. Oh, no, we're talking polka. <laughs> really, a rock that. band? Really? What would you play in a rock band? I played drums in a rock band called Pet the Dog. Oh wait a minute, you Remember did? That? Oh dang, that was a pretty <laughs> That's decent a dope band. Three, three Pet years, the dog. I three them. years. I I played with them. We were all up and down the West Coast, man. We had a we had a residency in Laguna at club at Hennessy's wow. in Laguna. Oh, and we'd play there. I'm not, sorry. I'm sorry. No, it was dope. <laughs> it was dope. We actually got that club in trouble because we played so loud. They broke the noise oh, ordinance no or the shit. law in that sense. And uh, everybody was mad at that club for a minute because we were, Dang. I was up there bashing, man. But rock music has always been a part of me as a drummer. Um, with the double pedal and the, the fast playing. I mean, I'm not a blast beat player, mm-hmm. but I I grew up on rock and roll. I was for, being from Kansas, mm-hmm. you're forced to listen to certain genres of places that you work. So I listened to country, I listened to uh rock, metal, glam, 80s glam music. All of that, right? Damn. So when I went home, I basically took a shower in hip hop <laughs> just so I could clean all that stuff out of my mind. <laughs> you know but no mean? matter what, it's in you now. It's stuck. <laughs> so if someone was to call and say, hey, Chris, can you play in this rock band? And if it was paying, I'd get my sticks out and You're start like, learning. I, I know that beat. I'm going yep. in. Boom, 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 boom. So yeah. getting off the drum throne and mm-hmm. on the producer's chair. I'd absolutely do it. You would do what kind of music? What would, what would, be, what would be your preferred genre? If you're saying, hey, we're going to take a break from hip hop, mm-hmm. we want to expand this studio mm-hmm. and bring in a different kind of artist. Now, what kind of genre would you be willing to work with? Man. Like, what would be your idea genre besides hip hop? Besides hip hop. Well, R&B is kind of close to that, so I'll skip over that. But there was this one group that uh, I saw live at one point, and uh, they broke up since, but they were a metal group. Like, hardcore metal mm-hmm. right but they had this groove their drummer i knew their drummer and he's still alive but i know their drummer but it, it was so metal there was so remember much, the name yes yeah, a group called chrysalis 
Chrysalis. Mm-hmm. You didn't like him because the first part of the name? Nope. <laughs> nope. I sure actually, you want to go biased? You sure? You remember Garrett? <laughs> you remember Garrett, right? Yeah, he used yeah. to work at the spot, right? Mm-hmm. He invited me to one of his shows, mm-hmm. and they were on the ticket, and I was over there, and I heard them, and I was a fan immediately just oh. from that metal experience because mm-hmm. I've never heard a metal group play live in a local setting, uh, setting that was so tight. Yeah, I mean, they had the laser show. The singer was on point. The guitarist was crazy. The drummer was in the pocket, and it was just explosion. It it was explosive from the beginning of the show to when they left. Mm. Right, no one knew who they were, but they had everyone's attention. And next time they played in Long Beach, I went to it. I won a shirt, (laughs) (laughs) Chrysalis shirt, and I, I have it to this day. And I was like, one day, day I'm going to be working with them on some way, shape, or form. I just stayed in contact with them. And then all of a sudden, they fell off ah. and never saw them again. So I would love to answer your question. I would love to do a metal record just just to see how I would react to the drums, how I'd react to placing it, how I would mix it. Would I drop elements of hip-hop into it just to make it punch harder because i've listened to a lot of it but i've always wanted to see if i could mix one or see what it would come out see like, what would right? happen if it had if you did hip-hop it. elements in it see that was the magic of corn oh my god yes corn. like the first corn album sounded more like cypress hill uh-huh. than it did a metal album Oh, you know who got me? It was Nine Inch Nails, too. Nine Inch Nails. Oh, that's, my, that's my shit. Right they there. got me, too. Yeah, they got some shit. Trent Reznor is a beast, right? Yeah, and he does it all himself. All himself. But he has elements of hip-hop in him. He definitely does. You know what I mean? And You can listen to a song like Down In It, which is basically a rap song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's taking me back. I got to go listen to these records now. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> when I get home, I'm just going to pull them all up and just probably smoke something and go, oh, yeah. And that was the first song he ever recorded was down in it. Really? Yeah, that was the first song. Was that off of... Uh, Pretty Hate Machine. Pretty Hate Machine. Yeah. yeah that was the orange colored record. Right? The blue one. It was the blue one? The blue one. Oh, what was the orange one? The orange one was Broken. Broken? Thank you. Ah, I'm trying to remember all of my stuff, man. You got me. Yeah, no, you got no, 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 me. No, no, no. We're going to have to sit and talk. Hell yeah, so we can get all of this out. We are. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're sitting and talking right now. No, I mean, <laughs> off the air, goddammit. <laughs> See, Off the record. like with punk rock, I think punk rock, the drums could be sloppy. Yeah. But no, with, no. with metal mm-hmm. and just like groove metal, like, like you got to be on point. You it has to be pocket. Point. Yep. And that's the same thing with hip hop. I mean, it has it shares that kinship. Yeah. There's a funk level that has to be. There. Yeah. It, there's a little bit of pocket and there's a little bit of groove in there. Yeah. And yeah. swing. There's got to be a little swing sometimes little in hip hop. That's why I liked yeah. about the L.A. Like a LA scene. Shit. Yeah. LA scene, like the South Central scene, for, for the Watts scene, the Compton scene, and the metal bands out there, they had that hip hop influence in yeah. them. Because yeah. they had that, you know, like like Lepra. Lepra has that that, that hip hop groove to it, even though they're a really hardcore evil well, death metal band. You see, right. it looks like two but they, have, they have a groove to it. <laughs> right. Wow. You know? And it just it, it just came about that way because of the music they were surrounded while they were playing metal music. Yeah. Man. Yeah, see, it's influence. We gotta pull. I gotta, I gotta check your playlist, man. Send me the link. I know you got a ton of stuff that you listen to, so oh. I'd love to listen to all this stuff. So yeah, that, you just sure. send me yours, you know. Like, uh, man, <laughs> that's one thing I haven't been doing is getting a playlist together. Yeah, stuff. I just pull up albums and press play. Yeah, you know? that's what I do basically. Yeah, I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Boom, and listen to it and skip through the 
stuff that doesn't catch me. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to have to change genres now and listen to some things. I think it's important for, for a producer to listen to everything. Oh, it's important. Yeah, yeah to, it always is. But then you start finding the thread in all of it. And you're like, oh, that sounds like this. That sounds like that. And then you end up back at home. You see, but that's, <laughs> that's when you, I mean, I'm not calling you out and I say anything. No, but no, no. Yeah, you are. That, 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 that's uh, listening to with closed ears. You're not listening to it with the open mind. No, 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 no. I, I keep it, I always you know. keep it open. And it, there are some things that I won't allow my brain to absorb and keep yeah you know like i like comedies right but i won't watch the exorcist to this day so that's what i mean there there are things that i like and i'm comfortable with but if i step over in that area and it, and it starts to seep in I, I get a little scared so mm -hmm. i'm like let me go back to something i'm familiar with and get comfortable again watch the then omen I'll try it again well, watch the it. omen can't do it can't do it. Halloween. House of Madness. I, Halloween all day. But <laughs> anything that has to do with the devil, <laughs> I'm done. I was like, you get a couple of minutes, and as soon as the devil shows up, I'm done. I'm out. But there's there's South Park involved. the movie. You're good. Okay. Huh? No. What about South Park the movie? That has the devil in it. <laughs> South Park the movie. <laughs> you got to get it right. I'm talking about the exorcist and the omen and, and the possession of this and the possession of her. And I'm like, no, I can't oh, watch that stuff. Nah, I so I say all that to say that there's, there's some metal music that i just it freaks me he out. doesn't you don't fuck with it was like oh no i can't do that so he won't <laughs> he won't like lepera then <laughs> i'll give it a shot i'm not scared to listen to it but there are certain areas that just i just stay away from norway just stay away from norway i'll do my best <laughs> you're just scared to listen to it at night that's yeah. all that's with the those motherfuckers on. The lights on. The lights yeah. those motherfuckers burn churches over there in norway damn, damn. God, yeah, damn. i don't fuck around. They don't fuck around i forget the name of the band do you know the name of the band of uh, the guy that blew his brains out and um, the, the singer blew his brains out, and the guitar player ate his brains. What the, what the fuck? And not only, am I, man? Not only, Why would I know that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But okay, because he's a cannibal. There's a Swedish metal band okay. out there, and the singer blew his brains out. The guitar player ate his brains, and then took a picture of it, and they put it on the album cover that they were about to release. Oh my god, that's fucking brutal. Yeah, that's man. some shit that <laughs> I will not listen to. Fuck I'm, I'll tell you that I'm right now. I don't want to know the name. And it sounds. I don't want to know the group. You just fucked up the whole thing. It nope. sounds completely lame. It sounds completely lame. It's not You're even not hard at all. Watch it. Not, but but yeah, I gonna listen. Nope, I, I can't. So the that. album's not good. It's not good. It's, it's, uh, it's trash. That's the worst it's part. If it wasn't the album, well. then you know they should have called me. I'd have mixed it. <laughs> Damn, they fucked up. They should have called Chris. Okay, how often do you when you're in the studio and you have an artist? How often is it that they have all their music ready for you? Never. <laughs> so they come in, they're relying on you. They never came in with the, with their own. Beat. I get, I, when I first started the, the my little vanity studio, I would get people that would rip songs from uh, the internet. Mm -hmm. YouTube. And they'll, they'll already be mastered. Mm. So I got to put their voice on an already mastered beat. Oh, which wow. is fucking so hard as fuck. Yeah, What's so I had to point? figure out the best way to do that. So Damn. that's the, what's the point of would you like, cut a you hole? Being, you know what would like, you do, Chris? You're just a copy and paste. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> you're just a copy and paste, pretty much. No, actually, no, but you have, you'd have to cut a hole in the frequency to lay the vocal no, in there, it's, right? It's or a two-part thing. Um, one of the things that Cubase has is called a, a limiter protector, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you drop a vocal onto an already mastered track, there there are some frequency things that you're going to have to do for the vocal. I would think so. And things that you'll have to tuck. You know, snare drum. Just to make it sound like it's together. Yeah. And then when you go to render it or to mix it down mm -hmm. to a two-channel stereo, you want to make sure that protector is on the track 
and then put another limiter on the mix. That way, nothing goes higher than what it's supposed to. Right. Mm. Listen to it. Make sure you got a good pair of reference headphones. That's right. the thing. DT seven seventies bear down. Go. <laughs> got them. Or the AKG five fifties. But that's kind of like the trick that I use a protection limiter on the track itself, right? And then when I do the vocal, it's there's compression there, of course. Right. But I try to find an EQ and I do a preset on that vocal. So when the guy comes in or the girl comes in, I already have a preset of what their their sound is that uh-huh. sounds the best when you tuck it against a uh, already mastered beat. So to answer your question, a lot of them aren't 100% ready because it's a totally different vibe than sitting in your room writing mm-hmm. in front of your mirror doing your thing. Then you're locked in a booth and it's just you and the beat. It gets a little scary. Mm-hmm. So they fumble And they're paying words. for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they fumble words. They're in a time frame. I try to tell them, don't worry about the time. Just spit. Do your 16. Do your second verse. Do your hook. Whatever. I'll try to have an order. But a lot of the times, you know, they'll get to that last bar and fuck it up. And then we got to start over. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe in punching. If you wrote that song, you should know it. Yeah. Right? Right. I'm not going to punch you in every four fucking bars. If this is your song and you mm. actually wrote it, you might punch him in the face, but not punch him in, <laughs> punch him in the head. You know. <laughs> now there are times when you go for effect when you punch somebody in. It's an effect, you know, and they're overlapping to another verse or something like that. But people that work with me know that I hate punching in. So if you wrote that sixteen, you should be able to spit that sixteen. Right. Come prepared to the studio. So then prepared the rapper's not. not prepared. Basically, That's not, not just not prepared with his music right. or his or her music. Yeah. They're just not prepared, you know. There, there are some of them that come in and one take wonders. you be like, wow. Talent-wise, you know cool, what I mean? Cool. Yeah. There, yeah. There are some, I work with some cats that do that. Just come in people. and tear it down song after song. Put this song up. Okay, it's up. Kill it, right? And I'm like, holy shit. Okay, moving on. Next thing I know, in a four-hour time frame, We've got six songs stacked. Yeah. But yeah. some people, you, you work with like Tupac. That means you work with Tupac. Man, there, are, there are some cats that, you know, shout out to Prince. Also, Taz, you know, Mellow Kane. Mellow Kane. But all oh, those man. guys have studio experience, though, right? Yeah. See, yeah. that's what I was saying. Yeah. A lot of them do. The artists sometimes come don't. in unprepared as artists. Sometimes. Sometimes. Their skill but level it is, is not my prepared. job as a producer. It is my job to notice that. If I'm looking at them and they sound intense, they're running out of air. Come out. Do you ever have to calm them down? Like, oh, yeah. hey, you know what? Come smoke out, something, smoke drink something, something, drink something. Yeah. Let's go outside, get some air, relax. Right. You know, and then come Maybe back. Maybe just and let to fart. It. You never know. You got to let it out. You know. Yeah, get them yeah. out. Booth stinks outside. after a while. You're like, oh, Damn. Yeah, what did you do? That's why they couldn't get the last bar in. They couldn't breathe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Start choking. Yeah, yeah. it happens. It happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you find the people you work with? Uh, I usually work on referrals. When people, uh, if 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 I've got a good rapport with a couple of people, they'll tell a couple of people about me, mm-hmm. and then go, "Hey, Chris, can I bring such and such by?" They want to see if they can fuck with you, and I'm like, "Okay," you know, because one, it's my house. I'm not just gonna have a team of motherfuckers in my house. Right. You know, <laughs> one or two people, I'm cool. You know, but it's usually the referrals. You know. That if I'm if I'm in a good mood and I like who I'm working with, I'll give off the best vibe. Next thing they know, I'm working with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the team grew from that. You know, from nice. referrals. On. Oh yeah, 
Right. And and I only mess with people that I know can do something. Right. You know what I mean? I'm Don't not, waste your time. There's no yeah. time to waste. I'm not I'm not in the mood to teach someone how to be better. They gotta right. they gotta want it right out the gate. Some yeah. of the dylons, right? Dylon. Spit hot fire. That's gonna be my next question, actually. Have, do you, have you ever worked with anybody you're like, this guy has talent, but he needs to be fine tuned? Have you ever sent anybody to like a coach or some kind of mentoring? Um Yeah. Um there's a couple people on my uh first record, Black and Gold, that Man, if they didn't have their foot in other activities, mm-hmm. they could be stars today. Yeah, you know, and it it hurts. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of R and B singers that I know of that could be phenomenal, but they walked away from it or wanted too much from it and mm-hmm. didn't really know how the game worked. Yeah, but like I said, all of that is experience now, mm-hmm. so I understand it. I get it, mm-hmm. and. I just got to be honest with them right out the gate. You yeah. could be dope if you just do this. Dedication. But at the same time, I'm I'm still in a spot where I could be better. Mm-hmm. You know, gotcha. so it's hard for me to do any mentoring if I'm not in a spot mm-hmm. where I feel like now I can get somebody yeah. pull somebody in because you're in the same road. Exactly. With them. So I'm still learning. I'm still growing. You got to have something that you can be able to pass down. Exactly. If you want to be a mentor, you know, yeah. and I just I can't be that guy to tell somebody you'd be dope if you just do this. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, man, I still it still takes me a, a little bit of time to turn over a record. If I like it and I really want to be picky about the mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. it would take me a while to get them the track, you know, <laughs> and I'm terrible that way. But this year, I promised myself if if I make something for someone and they're in the studio, they get a copy of it that night in their email, and I'm good. You know, oh, that's good ethics. And yeah. I try to I'm trying to turn over right. as quickly as possible because most rappers nowadays want to do the record, mix it really fast, mm-hmm. send it to me so I can post it by the end of the week. <laughs> can't you know? wait! Can't wait to post it. Yeah, <laughs> and then they post it. And then three days later, they need another one. And then they need another one. Mm-hmm. Instead of just developing and getting the song right and getting the mm-hmm. sound right, they want it out in front of the people immediately, no matter how it sounds. And that's because yeah. that's the world we're living in. This is a being yeah. impatient. That's, that's just the world we're living in, man. People are getting and I'm learning. Now. I'm learning. Bringing it up. I'm getting get tired faster. of it. I got to <laughs> learn to get faster. That's the thing, you know. Right. And and it's, 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 it's a fault of mine. And it's... I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. But that's why we got the quality we have now is because it is going out so fast that they're not taking the time to fine tune it. Yeah. They don't have time because these kids will X you. So as it's about soon fast. as your record comes out, You're they'll done. listen to it, play it as many times as they can, and then go, okay, I'm on to the next. Yeah. yeah. The and next they day. know that. Mm-hmm. And it's and they know it's it. all about quantity, not quality. Yeah. Now it's yeah. all about it's, it's, how many. And there's some numbers, it's a numbers game. Out. It's a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. There are some people that I know that you know they're like, oh, it's just too much music. I need to concentrate on one particular thing, and you know, the quality suffers. Of course, there are people that are rapping off beat, and they're like, that shit's dope. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I hear. I hear it. And they're like, that shit's dope. No, it's not. On what fucking planet is rhyming <laughs> offbeat dope? 
It's like I want to get into the file and just nudge it over a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's not dope. It's fire. It's fire now. Fire. Oh, yeah. It's, it's lit. fire. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. Every time I hear somebody say that, that track was fire, uh, I know they're off beat. There's something wrong with it, man. <laughs> I, it's automatic now. I'm it's a tempo automatic. Nazi, so that, that just bothers the fuck oh, out of me. Oh, God. I'd, I'd fast forward so quick. I'm like, yeah. fuck that. I'd, I'd rather, rather listen to people talk on NPR. You know? <laughs> or like Lika. <laughs> or Lika. Like Lika. All day. I'd rather listen to <laughs> La clica. La clica. La clica. Now it's 65 right? episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 65. <laughs> it's like the click, but with an A at the uh, end. Uh, La clica. La clica. Mm-hmm. La clica. Okay. I'm, I'm so, Spanish. Podcast. <laughs> so uh, walk us. Yep. Let me ask you a question, man. Yes, walk, walk us through your day, man. What's your routine about you know sitting down making a song? Man? Nowadays, man, I try to knock out a beat a day. So I'm up at 5.30 in the morning. Mm. I make some coffee. I go right to my studio, and I pull up whatever track I was working on that night. If I like it, I'll expand on it. If not, I'll get a new idea. My daughter has to be at school by nine, so I get her up. And usually I don't have to be at the other job till maybe one o'clock. So I go back to the studio, start working on the stuff. And if I had a client a couple of days before, I pull up their music, get it all tight, send them a copy of it. And that's the routine I'm trying to get into. So a beat a day, and I'm up to, since January 1st. Oh, wow. Track a day. Damn. Is, what, the 20th now? That's mm-hmm. good. And I was already ahead, so I'm probably about 30 beats in from the beginning of the year. So I'm trying to do different things. I'm looking at YouTube to find out what's out there, what's influential, how can I incorporate that, incorporate that into my tracks. And then, you know, Black and Gold 2 is almost ready. I played some other things for some people. Oh, so you stay busy, man. That's pretty I'm that's trying good. to stay busy. And, and then I do and then I do things like this. And yeah. I never used to do podcasts. I never used to go out to clubs. Now I was until you heard about La Clica Podcast. <laughs> and then you were like, here. I gotta go there. I was like, Mino, and how come you here. ain't called me? My phone was broken, man. <laughs> but I'm that's here. real though, dog. I know, man. He did hit me up. He's like, What's up? I hear you doing this podcast thing. What about me? Holla at me. And I'm like, but get yeah. your ass on then. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to do now and shout out real quick shout out to my wife man of 20 years she just got her master's in legal oh, studies wow, wow. Congratulations. congratulations she is a beast man and she is out there killing it um and just to watch her do that it, 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 she has tolerated me going to the studio, staying locked up in the studio and not doing manly things around the house. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the lab working, you know what I mean? And people would come over to the house she doesn't know. And, you know, it makes her uncomfortable. But I'm like, I know these cats. They're good. You it's know, like, don't worry, I'm baby. Working. This is Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, <laughs> they're, coming, they're coming through. And that's the plan, man. My, my ultimate goal is to have a building that I work out of. My brother, and uh, shout out to Houdini, Dean Childs. Uh, he's in Oxnard. He's a ridiculous com- uh, producer out there, mm. and he's going to be on the team soon. Um, hopefully, we're developing some young cats that I know. Um, but that's the routine: get up, make a beat, take care of my daughter, make some more music, get the daily grind cracking. Yeah. And I'm trying to stay in that routine and just getting the music ready, man. And the website is almost done, so everyone will be able to hear or at least buy those tracks straight from me. You know, so no they'll, they'll find the link on your IG. As soon as it's finished, as soon as it's it'll up. be on Affiliate Entertainment That's underscore. Yes, sir. 
That's really good, man. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, you have to discipline. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get it. That's hard. I used to just stay asleep. So yeah. I, I know like, what you mean, man. <laughs> so you I take. Feel, I take you as someone who doesn't watch a lot of TV and stuff like that. Like you'd rather be at the studio than sitting behind the couch. I tried to stay away from TV, man. If it's a sport, I mean, TV I'm a Kansas is the City devil. Fan. Yeah. So Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl, so I oh, can see yeah. that. There you go. You know, <laughs> I'm watching that. Um, I'm also developing some uh, a game. But I can't really talk too much about it. But I do want to let people know that there is a game that is going to come out. Me and my, the homie Prince are putting together this game. It's going to be crazy. Look out, Yahtzee. And, huh? <laughs> What's up? I said, look out, Yahtzee. Yahtzee? Just nah. ignore him. Ignore I'm just, him. I'm just Yahtzee. Stupid. No, I say he like, look nah. out, Yahtzee. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like move over bacon. You know what I'm saying? Oh Here comes God. something meteor. You no. Sizzling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> crazy, man. But no, that's... <laughs> But that's the plan, man, is to myself. put this record out, put out a body of work that is, it, it's actually, hopefully it'll be impactful with the team that I have mm -hmm. and the people that I'm going to invite to be on it. Um, I really want this thing to um, be impactful for a genre that I love. And hip hop has been with me since. And, and to actually put out something with talented people is the ultimate goal for me, right. you know. And not really worried about the appreciation factor of it. I just want it to be as perfect as I it is as it is in my head, or as genuine, right? Yeah, keep it genuine. Because you know what? There's yeah. people out there that are gonna feel the same thing that you're feeling. Yeah, the same beats that you're coming out with. They're gonna identify with it. Oh, that's I like that shit. That's just tight. Whatever. Yeah. There's kids across the, the whole world. There's fools yeah. in Germany right now bugging to your shit. You never know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, you check spins and. When you have your publishing, you're able to look at how many spins you got. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of songs that I saw that I didn't know people even actually liked. You know, surprised and you? I was like, holy crap! Because mm -hmm. you look at the the the, the whatever the spins stats. and streams and the stats, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see that one song that you're like, oh shit, that shit was whack, but they love it, mm -hmm. and right. it's no one that you know. It's everybody over there, and they just feeling it overseas. Yeah. All day overseas. Has that has this ever happened to you? You put something out that you didn't think was all that great. You're like, eh, it's cool, mm -hmm. and, and just a grip of people are like, that's just the shit. That song, I love it. it actually, has that ever happened yeah. on any tracks? I've or actually any songs? had to stop throwing tracks away. I used to throw shit away that I didn't like, just delete it. I'm mm -hmm. Like, oh, this shit's whack, delete. But now, if I play it for someone, they're like, that shit is dope. You know, give me that right, right now. I'm like, fuck, it's not even done. They're like, give it to me the way it is. It's a different set of so ears. You're just like, yeah. They might like so it. So I just put it in a file now. And if I'm pulling up stuff and no one is digging, mm -hmm. I pull that file out. And they go, oh, shit. This shit's crazy. You've been sitting on this all this time. Right. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not trying to hide it. It's, it's just, just you didn't think it was up to par. To me, it's whack. And but it ended up being here. a fucking hole in one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It sounds like you spent a lot of your time creating mm -hmm. and, and, and working with other artists. Mm-hmm. Do you ever take the time to actually sit down and listen to music? Yes. The best time for me is in the car. Riding home from some place, mm -hmm. wherever mm -hmm. I've been, like from work, and it's at least, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I'll put on an album, something that I want to listen to, and just zone out. Some and, alone time. Oh, mm -hmm. man. And then some of the times I'm in the lab at night, after a long day, I just sit back, put on the headphones, and, and I'm listening to whatever. And I'm trying to out. find little nuances that 
I liked about this record when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm able to pick it apart, you know. Um, American Gangster has always been and probably will always be one of the best lyrical records from Jay that I appreciate the most because he takes me back to when I was younger, you know, and I wasn't in the gang and I wasn't into drugs and shit, but I was in that family that, you know, was slightly broken mm-hmm. and you had to deal with shit that was going on. I had the the drug dealing cat and the, and the, 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 the depressed aunt and the, and the lost cousin, I had all of those family members. All the elements you identify yeah. with. And then you're in there yeah. listening to these oldies records that you know, the Marvin Gaye's, the, the Whispers, the OJ's, the Teddy Pendergrass's, the Anita Baker's, you hear all these records and these elements and you just zone out and you go, man, I remember when I was a kid, you know? And you just, you capture those moments and you try to, you try to pull up those, those memories. You know, I always love that about music. Love it. It could take you just love anywhere. It. It's important anywhere. to me. It's better I than reading. Miss, no, I have to listen to a record. One of my favorite ones to zone out to is Anita Baker compositions. Mm. Right? If you've never heard that, that's probably the single most romantic record in the world. That's right? probably, why, that's <laughs> so probably you, why I haven't heard it because I'm just. You need to listen to it because <laughs> it, it. I don't have the romantic chromosome. Uh, you hit it and quit it. it. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. Tooted don't, and booted. Don't ask me why. <laughs> but you need Anita Baker's compositions if you <laughs> haven't heard that. That is probably and it's not. It's not a dirty record. It's it. It's live instrumentation for one. Mm-hmm. It's jazz oriented. There's funk elements. The drummer on there is ridiculous and it, it just it grooves from beginning song even the slow songs. All the way to the end. And it's a jazz record. So they take these last endings of the song and it goes on for six minutes of them just playing. And probably you can hear it. And it's just a beautifully put together record. You know. So yeah, I have to listen to music. Mm-hmm. I have to. It's it's important. You know, it's a part of me. You know, music wakes me up. You know. I'm mm-hmm. I dream of it. And I've been up at four thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh I gotta get to the studio and put a record and <laughs> Put a beat down that I just dreamed about, and it ended up being a popular record. The song "Welcome" on Black and Gold woke me up at four thirty in the morning. Hmm. And just yeah. came out and just did it. Woke Made me up. It. I made it, and my boy Corey, shout out to Mr. Pulse, he wrote for me on that because he heard something in it, and then it ended up on the record. So stuff like that, man, it's yeah. just I you love know, it. You know, I got to commend you on the fact that you've been doing it for so long mm-hmm. and you still have that drive, that motivation mm-hmm. to wake up and make beats and keep that ethic going yeah, man. daily. And a lot it's of a cats lose difficult it. It is. I'm, I'm one of them. Sometimes I, <laughs> I suffer from that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll get up. I'll be like, I just don't have it. You know what I mean? The next day, maybe not. The next day, maybe I do. But you're doing it every day and I respect that. But I mean, sometimes it's important to walk away from it. You know, just yeah, walk away. Yeah. So every and now and then you have to. Yeah. When, you're, when, you, when you have a job other than, right. that's your escape. Mm-hmm. But I've written... I've had beats in my head at work. I hate that. God, and you can't get home, right? I hate that. And so I've learned to memorize a couple of things, and then you get in the car, you get your phone. Right. Then you get home and go, okay, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Okay, cool. And you you program it, and you go, okay, as close as I can get it. That wasn't what I was thinking. Right. But at least the idea is gone. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's tangible now. I have it. I can expand on it. Doesn't it seem so, to happen a lot when you're busy? God, all the time. When you're not at the studio? Yeah. Somebody you know will saying? say something, and you're like, oh, shit, that would be dope to put yeah. on the record. 
I just leave work. <laughs> I just go by you guys and I just. No, man, I, just where I, suggest, are you no I suggest to carry a pen and paper on you all the time. I, I used to. Write it, just write it down. I have no, a pen I used to. Tienes el iPhone, cabrón. No, dude, I have a pen on me every dude, day. I'm not lying. I had an idea for a hook. I was riding my bike, doing my little 20 mile, 30 mile rides, right? <laughs> no, I fell after that. But, a pen on me well, I was I was thinking right of something, and I literally grabbed my phone and recorded it while I was riding the bike because I didn't want to lose it. Yeah. And he fell on the beat. I know. Yeah, I fell though. right on and the. You beat. have to do it, and then you got to get. My shoe. And then get, <laughs> I suggest to get some apps too. There's apps out there that that I have that I, actually. I've got my yeah. recorder. It's yeah. it's on a quick button. No, so. there's a, there's a couple apps that you could actually like program the drum on you, so you can remember oh, the drums, I'm and then. That. I'll just beatbox. <laughs> I swear to God, I do the same shit. Yeah, I do that because too. Because you have to do it on the spot before it leaves. Before that, you could beatbox leaves. it, but then you can record it because a beatbox pattern you could lose it. And nah. you, there's this one pattern you love, and I'm like, shit, let me record it real quick on my drum machine, and then I. You leave it on there, and then, and then you get that page. But what Child. we're talking about—that's <laughs> that's production. What we're talking about is when you're not at home. Yeah, you're not. You, you just have to come up with it. It's, oh, it's already in your head. But boom, just put it down boom, quickly because sometimes boom, you, boom, you're at yeah. lunch or some shit. You gotta yeah. get back. You just want to put it down quick and just yeah. pull oh, yeah. it out get real back. quick. That's what yeah. I do. I'm a string yeah. musician, so I just write it down, yeah. notated. Yeah. You know, so you yeah. just. <laughs> got the staff paper ready. Yeah, right. yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> I'm not on that level yet. I got a little. I got a I'm little. Learning that I got a little notepad tough. that I keep in my front pocket for my work, and I just pull it out and I just write it down. Wow, that's dope. So, that that's, is dope. I love it. Do you read music, Chris, or no? <sighs> it's been a minute. So you I just listen to, to it. To. Do you read drum curve? Yeah, I have to read drums. I yeah. can definitely read notation. Drums. Yeah, notation. yeah. I do that. I actually teach. I said drum clef like an Indian drum clef. Yeah, it's there. You know, it's a technical <laughs> word for it. One but I actually teach drums now, so I gotta definitely learn how to, you know, the, the share notation. It with kids. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Kick drum, hat, snare, cymbals, it's, it's easy. The, yeah, the drums notation is pretty easy. Yeah, not, but not when until it's, it's not. Yeah, when you're looking at the Frank Zappa black page, it's all well, just Frank Zappa anything. It's all just ink. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One big black stain, you know. It's like, like what's this dot? Oh, that's that Frank Zappa song. Exactly. Ink blots and shit. Yeah. There's some notation that's just impossible to read, but you you get it, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's good stuff. Now that you're now that you're older, yeah, and then you have and you're seeing the world through a musician's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like when you were younger, like like when I when I was younger, like music was such a big mystery. It's like how do they make Superman fly on TV right. kind of shit. Right, right. <clears throat> do you ever go back to the the music that you listened to as growing up? And um, through your musician's ears now, mm-hmm. and find new things that you like about it, or do you find things that you hate about it? Like, oh, this song sucks. <laughs> to this day, I promise you, I listen to Thriller at least once a week. That is my holy grail mm-hmm. of music, right? Quincy Jones captured me with that, and I press play on that record, and I listen to every song, and I don't stop that record until I've heard every song. And I'm listening to chord changes. I'm listening to where he put this shaker. Quincy was on this board moving volumes, you know, while it was going. You can actually hear it. If you're paying attention, you can actually hear him. It's like he had 20 down. fingers, right? Oh, my God. It was because back in the day, they did it live, right? The yeah. mix downs. Then you yeah, hear Michael snapping it. in the back while he's singing. You wow. hear him clearing his throat. Yeah. You hear Michael doing it. Then you hear Janet mm-hmm. on PYT. Yeah. Right? Then you hear James Ingram and Lionel singing in harmony stuff like that comes out mm-hmm. when you have the musical ears for it and you hear a kick that's off beat but it was supposed to do that you hear a shaker that only happened once in the whole song and you listen to it again 
there's one shaker that happens through the whole damn song. And it's a six minute song. But you hear that shaker, and I wait for that shaker. See, that was the magic. <laughs> that was the magic of music. Yeah, and that was bad magic of music back then. Because like nowadays, it's really like refined. Right. And then like how they have those programs. What do you call it when they they, they, they clean up a drum a drum beat towards exactly on tempo? Quantize. 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 When they quantize. quantize. When they quantize a beat. Yeah. You lose that shuffle. You lose a swing sometimes. Yeah. Too. You lose, yeah. you lose, a, you lose a swing. One of the things, uh, Pharrell, right, musical genius, uh, has all of that. One of the things that he did on Justin Timberlake's record is he played the drums live, mm-hmm. found a loop, right, and mm-hmm. just copied that loop. That's I love doing that. I do that. He didn't myself. do anything else. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He just played it live. Copied the loop and played around that loop. Mm-hmm. There was no quantizing to that. Yeah, it was just a groove right out the gate, and he did that on every record for Justin Timberlake. There was no quantizing. He played drums, copied it or played it. Excuse me, played it live. That record ended up winning winning a Soul Train Music Award. See what I'm saying? That's how funky that record was. See, and and, you <laughs> get, and when you're quantizing the beat, you lose the funk. Yeah. You and lose the soul. Shout out Jay Dilla. That's one of the things he did. He moved something over, moved something back, and there would be this thing Swing, that, yo. that would happen in your body when you listen to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to, you know, Q Tip and the rest of them all over uh, Jay Dilla beat, you yeah. you can't help but bounce around because that's what the music did to yeah. you. And he did not believe in quantizing. Mm-hmm. So it, nowadays they tighten it up so it's quick. It's 120, it's done, it's in, and it's out, Yeah. right? They don't even play records at length anymore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All L- the good L- stuff L- is at the end. L- yeah. You'll never hear it, right? Because they won't give you that anymore. These rappers come in, they barely have enough time, spit what they got to spit, repeat, 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 till it's over, Yeah. right? And then that song becomes the flavor of the day until somebody else with another little name in front of them <laughs> comes out with a tattoo across his head and or like 20 it. tattoos yeah on his face i came up with a song called yellow box hmm. i was downstairs working mm-hmm. and yellow box yellow box yellow box yellow box yellow box that's the phrase that popped into my head so i went home and i made a beat around yellow box okay that's what the fuck i called the song yellow box and i don't know why to this day i'm like why did that shit pop into my head but i guarantee you if i gave that to a little somebody a little pump a little this mm-hmm. and called it yellow box and said it was a yellow box for a Ferrari, <laughs> that would be the next hottest thing. It would be the next slang. It right. would be the next term. I'm in the yellow box, yellow box, yellow mm-hmm. box, yellow box. In the, in the, just imagine the trap beat to that. You've <laughs> you got a hit. He probably, he probably remembered that, but he would say, your boss was like, don't forget the yellow box. And you're like, yellow box, yellow something, box, yellow box. Something. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. But shit like that, I don't want in my head. I want the, the Billy Jeans and the Beat It and the PYT and all of that stuff. I want those grooves. I want the chronic. I want, you know, <laughs> all it's <laughs> all the classics. All the classics. I want boom bap all day long. I need to find that snare. I've spent hours <laughs> listening for snares that'll fit a song. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I go through files. I don't like that snare. I'll choose one just to, you know, subpoena you know, the record is dope. Just to entertain I like it, it but and leave it there. But a week later, that snare is gone. There's another one and I've worked with art, and my my artists will tell you this. If they if I send them the beat, and if I don't like it, they know by the time they come back to the studio, the beat is going to be different. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. That's how I work. 
If I don't like it, I'll send it to you. Yeah, you'll have, uh, you know, something to write to. But by the time you get back, it's going to be big. It's going to be fat. The snare is going to be different. The groove may be totally different. That's how much I need to get into these beats. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes me forever to get back to get that beat back to you because I really want it to sound good. Because you're setting them a sketch, in other words. Oh, they get the sketch, but yeah. by the time they get back, it's a totally different song. Right. You know, and that's just for me. Now that color's added. Yeah, it's it's bigger, it's fatter, it moves, it grooves a little more. Then they got to redo the whole track again. They mm. got to come in and re-spit it, you know? And like, wow. it changed. But go ahead, I, I don't mean to keep rambling. Oh, man, we have to wrap it up. Again, guys, thank you. Man, thank you. You guys are thank so you for fucking dope, here. man. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate <laughs> you guys having me. And I gotta do this again, man. This Most is just definitely. a good yeah, definitely. to you're, you're talk welcome. about this stuff. You're welcome, man. You guys yeah. are amazing. Next Thank time you can bring one of your artists if you want. Oh, yeah, bring one of your you know, artists. We'll definitely do Chop that. Chop it up on that. We'll definitely do that. Y'all be ready for that because yeah. you know this they, podcast is like a song where after a certain time people stop listening. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> this is interesting. This mm-hmm. is sixty five, right? Sixty yeah. five. Yeah. Affiliate Entertainment. My, my guys from the La Clica podcast. My brothers, thank you. I we love appreciate all of you, you, man. I love thank all of you. you, and I love the the energy and the vibe you guys give. Thank you for letting me ramble on. And we'll and we'll put your links up on the website and absolutely. everything. Absolutely, yeah. and I appreciate that. And uh, whatever else I can do for you, let me know. Appreciate right. it, man. All right. You, man. So for signing sure. out, Rick yeah. here. Peace, DJ Mino, DJ Chris, El Chris. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris One Affiliate Entertainment Affiliation. Boss, Bago Seventy Four, yeah. and we're out. Yeah. Hey. Peace, adios, cabrones.